This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club, because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Okay, right. Here we go. Well, good evening and welcome to the uh, latest edition of the Forever Bristol City podcast. Final score at Ashton Gate, sunny Ashton Gate this afternoon. It finished City nil, Preston North End nil. That's 13 home games without um, a victory. Uh, in fact, no fans, a victory with fans in the ground. Last time that happened was January uh, 2020, before the lockdown. So uh, no wonder um, people are getting a little bit fed up. Um, but I thought we did I thought we did uh, okay uh, today. Uh, I'm hoping Ian is uh, with me in the room now. Are you in the room, Ian? He is. He is. There the we room, go. Dave. Ian is in the room. Good show. Good show. I think I'm, Tuvi... I'm in the room. I think Mark was trying to uh, get back. Uh, he was on Coronation Road the last time I spoke to him. This is a problem of doing these at uh, six o'clock on uh, a Saturday just after the game, but it worked for you, and I can be home uh, in good time anyway. Uh, Ian, I've just done the piece at the front saying, you know, it was a nil-nil draw, the 13 games now without a win, but we are getting better. Would you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, but like I've said a few times, Dave, I mean, getting better is a very low bar because if you look at where we were at the end of last season, I mean, I made a point earlier on on Radio Bristol when they uh, they called. It, it, I think even Pearson, with all his experience, was a bit traumatised by the end of last season and he's setting mm. up trying not to lose, um, particularly at home. And um, because of that, we don't look like winning games. And yeah. although we were much better in the second half today, we could have been 2-0 down quite easily by half-time. Oh, goodness um, me. Yeah, so, no, I agree. Totally so, agree with that. So, so, so what we need, I, I think, if he wants to play 4-4-2, and according to the BBC website and Robbins TV, that's what we played today with Baker at left-back, you can't do that uh, yeah. because it, it, put, it puts us out of place. Uh, in terms of look, we had we had a, a left centre back playing left back, we had a left back playing left wing, 
we had a right centre back, stroke right back, playing right back, and we had a central midfield player, Masengo, playing right side midfield or right wing yeah. in old money, and and that will not work. And there's not enough creativity. So if you want to play four four two, play De Silva or Pring with Odouda in front of him, who once again wasn't even on the bench today, and then play Zach Viner or George Tanner with um, Antoine Semenyo in front of him, and that yeah. way. You've got attacking wide players and you've got Masengo, where he's better, which is in the centre of midfield, not pushed out wide. Yeah. And I think Matty, Matty James missed him today. So I don't think, unless you're going to play 3-5-2, I don't think you can play King, Masengo and James in the same team. So... <coughs> And, and those three were in there today. I mean, it's interesting. It, it, listening to uh, some of the comments, I think it was before the game, uh, or it might have been Jeff Twentyman saying afterwards, he showed loyalty to the team that had won at uh, Cardiff a couple of weeks ago. And this business of Baker, a left-back, I like him there because it's about getting your best players in the team. I thought he showed some good footwork today, yeah, for a big bloke. And we were, I think, Cameron Pring is is excellent, but you know if you have De Silva with Pring in front, you lose that weak, you you lose that physicality defensively, and we look a lot better, I think, with the physicality in a back four. And okay, somebody texted me at half time and said he thought Zach Viner was really poor today. So did I. There seems to be a split camp on this today. I think if we can get the right back thing sorted out, then. You know, that back four, uh, although it's a home game, I think it's okay. I think what you say in the middle of the field, yeah, I think Andy King, he's at an age where I think he's a good squad player. He's a good player to come on for the last 20 minutes. But I think if you had James, Masengo, Scott and Pring to give you, um, you know, the pace of Pring and the creativity of Scott and the energy and what have you of James and Masengo, I think that would work. So we looked a little bit at sea today in the middle of the park uh, because, as, as again, I've heard it said um, on, on other media, but James was poor today with his distribution, as was King. And if those two aren't functioning, we look poor. And I think you said, Ian, quite rightly, that Masengo moved inside more in the second half and he had a, a much better second half, as the team did as a whole. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. And, and and I think if you, I, I went to a, 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 when I was doing my coaching badges, I went to a seminar and Arsene Wenger was speaking and they asked him about attacking teams and defensive teams. And we thought we were going to get some 25 minute long lecture about positions. And he said, well, basically, if you want to um, have an attacking team, you put more attacking players in it. And if you want mm. a more defensive side, you put more defenders in it. Yeah. And that was it. And, yeah. and it, that's the truth. And if you if you look at players, I've, I've said for a while, we're not not full of goals. But one thing interested me this week, I looked at uh, the England versus Poland game. And Poland set up with a, a formation that I can't remember seeing before, which was 3-2-3-2. And that would allow you to play um, Wells, and Martin or, uh, Wells and Martin up front and Weimann in behind as one of the three. Mm. Uh, so you, you'd you'd be getting over that conundrum of well, okay, we've got yeah. good three good forwards in Martin Wells and Byman. How do we get them all in the side without playing one of them wide? Well, that's exactly how you do it. 
Um, and I think if you want that cleverness, if we'd have matched Preston up today, and I said this two weeks ago, yeah, Preston play a 3-4-1-2 and Daniel Johnson is the one. Yeah. And he was a standout player. Those clever Absolutely. little slip passes. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what Alex Scott could do for you exactly. in that position because he can see the pass and Andy Boyman can make the runs. And yeah. defences in the championship can live with that pass. And it was no. the same pass that, that uh, um, what's name did, uh, Johnson did a couple of times, was exactly the same pass that Packham did us with at Cardiff, when Moore made the wide run and nobody went with it. Because yeah. championship yeah. defenders struggle with that movement. Don't ask me why, but, you know, Prem defenders pick it up. But championship guys don't pick the movement up until it's too late. Yeah. And yeah. I thought Preston's movement up front was vastly superior to ours, yeah. particularly in the first half. We got hold of them a little bit more in the second half, but we did actually... Um, uh, where we, we dominated the ball a little yeah. bit more. But yeah. we, we, he needs to really think about it, Nigel Pearson, because if you want to play four four two, and I, I, I don't care what the formation is, providing we utilise our best players, get attacking players in the team. Yeah. And, and then yeah. you'll score goals. All right. We might win games 3-2, 4-2, instead of, instead of drawing them or, or possibly winning 1-0. But, I mean, I know what I'd rather watch. And I think fans will start to go back to watch that. Because I thought the crowd, particularly after the international break, was really disappointed today. 17,000, yeah, I thought it was 3,000 less than the first uh, two home games of uh, of the season. Uh, I just want to read out one of the messages on here from Folks23. Whatever the question is, oh, Dowdra is not the answer, FFS. Folks23, I've got to agree with you wholeheartedly there. And then Deo says, Baker at left-back against Preston at home is too defensive with Viner at right-back. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. It, it's, it's too defensive, but what is... What is the solution, you know, because I'm, I'm an advocate of Baker and Pring. And what is the solution at left back? Because I think it's putting too much on Pring to be a defensive left back, where the best part of his game is offensive. So we're weak again. And I, and when well, De Silva not, came, when De Silva came on, I thought, my God, you know, if, and they played him in a very advanced role because I thought they were going to put him at, uh, at left back. Yeah. But, you know, I think we need that physicality there. Hey ho, it's all a matter well, of opinion. Your, your argument, your argument for playing Baker at, at left back is an identical argument for why Viner's at right back. There's no difference in the argument. You just perhaps you like one player more than the other. <clears throat> but we've we've played four guys, uh, we've played four centre apps at the back before under Lee Johnson when we had mm-hmm. Order Magnuson at left back and um uh Bailey Wright. It right back. So the, yeah. the playing four centre halves at the back is is nothing new. No. What, what I'm I'm saying is, if you want to attack more, you know you've got so who's who's the, if you play Pring and Tanner, let's say, because Tanner's more of a wing back than Zach Viner is. And Zach yeah, Viner is I agree. Yeah, well, I think and, Zach Viner's a good squad Viner, player, but I don't think he's good enough in any position to be in a starting lineup. That's just well, my own I personal think, view. Well, I think I think I think Viner is. Um, a, a, a defend. I think he's a right back as opposed to a right wing back. Although he, he probably could play there, but I would say, on what I've, the little bit I've seen of Tanner, which is about ten minutes off off of YouTube, he looks as though he's a, he's good going forward and he can cross the ball and he can shoot. 
Now, I wouldn't think that that was Zach Viner's best attributes, but he did great for a second half when, when that long ball went over the top and he tracked that runner and stopped him getting a shot in. Otherwise, yeah. been, no, he did do some good lost, things. We, we could have easily lost that game three or four nil if Preston could have took their chances. Um, so, no, you're, no, you're I, I absolutely if you, right. If you, want to, if you want to beat Luton, he's got the strength in the squad to change up and play more attacking players. Yeah. And, and, and let's, let's get that game won because then you're going into some very tough games. You've got QPR away. Then you've got Fulham at home. Who, who I think Fulham is it QPR away? F- is it Millwall away as well? And then Fulham at home and Peterborough yeah. away before the next international break. In fact, I've got it written down here. I can tell you precisely. You know, QPR away, Fulham home, Millwall away, Peterborough away. There we go. Mark yeah, is in the room now as well. Yeah. But, but if you've got... Um, I mean, Fulham, I think, got beat by Blackpool today 1-0, which is a bit of a shock. Jeez. But yeah. you, you, we had somebody watching that and looking how Fulham play and say, right, how do we stop them doing the good stuff um, and, and, and emphasise our game? But once again, I think you need players who, who can get you on the front foot. Now, it might be that he has to play one way at Ashton Gate and differently away. Well, okay, that's fine. The top clubs do that. So... Let's think about it. Let's think about who we're playing. But if I can see what Preston were going to play like for two weeks ago, I'm sure we've got a battery of analysts at Ashton Gate and a very experienced manager and coaches. Surely they must be able to see it and think, Daniel Johnson's the guy we've got to stop. And yeah. in the first half, we just plain didn't stop him. And, and that was just poor for, for me. Yeah, no, he was. He was a standout player, as he has been on so many occasions. Uh, Mark, you've just uh, come into the uh, room. You've made your way home through uh, all the traffic. Um, I'm going to talk about the game in a minute. The, the lineup is getting some criticism uh, for being too defensive and maybe too loyal to the team that won at Cardiff. What were, what were your views on that? What are your views on that? I can see why you picked the team again, wanted some continuity. But I think with the international break, any momentum was lost. And you could see that in the first 10 minutes when we almost gave away a goal, you know, early on when King gets a soft header and Johnson just plays Maguire in that fear of bent his feet. We were just very slow at the blocks. And I don't like, I didn't like Masengo starting on the right. I think we, we tweaked it and he moved back into the middle and he was much more effective. You know, he looks, he looks excellent there alongside James. But I think yeah. it was our lack of creativity, really. I mean, it had something like Daniel Johnson as the number 10. It was threading the ball through from uh, Maguire. The other guy, Reese Jacobson, you know, was pretty ineffectual, but Maguire was good at finding space. But we had nobody like that who could play the ball <laughs> between their centre-backs. Too often we tried to go wide and neither Pring um, or Masengo or whoever were able to, you know, get behind them in the first half. It was only the late substitutions yeah. that did that. We, we, we were just playing too long, too long yeah. tonight and again. Yeah. yeah. Ian, first half, let's sort of get into the uh, game. I haven't made too many notes on it, so I'm relying on you guys for bits of action yeah. that I might have missed. But uh, uh, yeah. they, they had those early chances, you say. I think Dave, they're number think, two uh, shot into the side netting. Yeah. It's, it's your, is your sound going funny or something like that? I can hear you no, coming in and out right. doing a Norman Collier. Yeah, no, I should be all right. I should be all right. No, I think I can, I can hear him okay at this end. Yeah, it might be you. Might be you in sunny Madeira. Um, let's look at a, a little bit of detail in the action. Yeah, um, uh, 
Atkinson, uh, he's showing uh, Webster tendencies, the way he strode out of defence. And what a cracking shot that was, uh, Ian, that uh, the keeper, well, that was going in top corner, wasn't it, where he burst through from the middle. What did you think of that attempt? Yeah, I thought that was good. And he, he came out today to better effect. He's come out on a few occasions and lost the ball and put us under pressure. But today he came out to good effect. Although, in fairness, defensively, he struggled with Maguire's movement. So, and I think that's a little bit uh, about having another centre-half at full-back as well. So, you know, I, I, I think there's lots of areas um, to improve upon, but you look at that game today and, and you're probably with the possible exception of Bentley, who, who made I mean, I thought their, their keeper, if you had to pick a man of a match, from both teams, it would have either been their keeper or Johnson because their keeper did make three what I call good saves. They yeah. weren't they weren't worldies, but they were good saves. Yeah, uh, the one from Martin from the free kick that was nice saveable height really, and yeah. not close enough to corner. Same thing with Atkinson's shot, um, and the one he tipped over the bar from Masengo was in the middle of the goal again. Yeah, so you know, uh, but it, at least. At least we had those three efforts on target. But um, no, it, 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 a rethink tactically to attack more. Yeah, well, um, we'll talk about the Luton would, game would, later on because yeah, that's where we'll look definitely. at what the team should be. I mean, you made a point there, Ian, that uh, I heard Matt Wythe say when he was chatting to um, Jeff Twentyman on uh, Radio Bristol uh, that Atkinson was caught out he was showing that he's a player from lower divisions I mean Mark did you think I mean Ian's already said that Maguire was tricky and um and what have you but you know Atkinson whilst he maybe did look a little bit short um in terms of coping with it he still did all right didn't he, he didn't make any gaffes yeah I mean City's, City's weakness this season has been between the centre-back and full-backs and, and Preston switched the ball well Again today, but it was Maguire. I mean, he had that one-on-one chance after five minutes because King does an awful, awful header in the centre. But there was too much room, and then Johnson threaded him through for the uh, shot that hit the bar. But the best chance was when he got away again right at the end of the first half, and he had a cross shot across the goal from right to left, and it just needed a touch. There was no yeah. sliding in at the far post. <laughs> a certain goal. Excuse but, me. Yeah. We've that just happened, been, we, that's been happening too often, really, though, hasn't it? Uh, you know, balls into the left, or for left or right, spinning across the area. And I know when I saw the Villa friendly at the start of the season, they killed us uh, with their goals with that type of movement. Is the is this Ian showing this weakness between which we have at at right back? You know, because the, the b- balls do come fizzing it well from both sides, really, don't they? Well, I, I think if you look about the movement, Callas struggled and Baker struggled as much with the movement as Atkinson did. So I don't think we should we should pick on him. No. Um, but I, I think that's more to do with the shape. Um, the, the sh- I'm not comfortable with the shape. And if you want to play a, um, an extra midfield player, play Scott, but play him where Preston played Daniel Johnson. And that way, he'll hurt teams. And the, 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 the Martin and Wells or Vyman will benefit because if they make a clever run, Scott will pick him out if we get him on the ball facing goal. And so that's why I wouldn't ever, I wouldn't ever play him wide left to wide right. That's his mm. position. And he, he's the best player that we've got at the club in that position. But, you know, people say, well, Palmer can play 10. Uh, well, 
yeah, Backinson can play eight or he can play ten. So uh, there's no way Andy King would be starting on uh, Wednesday. Wednesday night uh, no. against Luton. I think he really needs to think, all right, it, I can understand how the last 33 games of last season would have traumatised any manager and thought, yeah. my God, you know, we're going to go down if we're not careful. Mm. And he said himself, if the season had gone on a month longer, we would have gone down. Yeah. But I, I think he needs to now think, well, okay, I've sort of steadied the ship. We're four points off the playoffs and four points off relegation after six games. Let's win this one and put us into a, into a better position going into a really tough away game at QPR and then playing a really tough game against um, against Fulham. And, yeah. and well, then, there we go. We've got Luton before you, then. Yeah, but if we... If yeah, we, but Luton, we want Luton to, is we, Luton, sorry, Luton's the next game. So mm. if the Luton's the next game. So if he wants to play 4-4-2 against Luton, you, you know, and you don't want to make too many changes of personnel, like you don't want to bring George Tanner into the <coughs> back because... Um, <coughs> He hasn't played before. Um, so you've got you've got Bentley in goal. You can go Viner, Callas, Baker, Pring across the, the, the back. You can go Semenyo, James, Masengo, O'Dowda across the midfield. Martin and Viner up front. And you've got loads of options on the bench. If he wants to play 4-4-2. If yeah. you want to play a 3-4-1-2, then you can get Scott into the side to do the clever stuff. And then yeah. when you get 2 or 3-0 up, take Scott off. And and stick anybody, you know, put Zach Viner in midfield as a defensive midfielder. Well, you might even for half an hour, you might even have Joe Williams available because I know he was on the pitch pre-match, uh, <laughs> even though he wasn't in the match well, day squad. A, let's get that, let's just that's, let's that's just another. finish. Yeah, let's just finish up on the game itself. But Mark, second half, it was a better showing from City and Hanno Masengo. You know, he's showing the the skills. He's he's been playing ever since Pearson's been here really like he did in the first couple of uh, months before uh, Lee Johnson coached out any sort of going forwardness that he had about his play and that shot that was tipped over that uh, deserved a goal didn't it early in the second half yeah it was it was dipping uh, I think that's the closest we came to a goal we had a two with were quite comfortable saves but yeah it was di- it was dipping in it you know the when Pearson was interviewed, he said, "Is it at the back of his mind?" And he said, "No, you know, Anne's just just pretty positive." And I think that he pays very positively now. When we lose the ball, he's he's first there to win it back, uh, and you know, build build up attacks again. And and I think he's he, he's much better off in the centre of the park than he is when he's out wide because we lose that uh, ability to turn over the to turn over the ball and build attacks again. But he's no no doubt our best our our, our most improved player. Yeah. And he's using that he's using that change in, in, in uh you know his his body shape because you know obviously put on weight. He's got more upper body strength. He shields the ball very well. Um, but he's also got other skills too. You know he can he can he can pass the ball and he can he can shoot. Yeah, you no, know, he, but, he uh, did. He had but, that chance. He, he did. But I think he had a chance in the first half as well. If he'd been more confident in front of goal, yeah, he might have gone for it himself. It was, it was yeah. a it was a great cross from from uh, from Baker. Surprisingly, a great curve. That's what I said. I thought Baker. I thought Baker showed nimbleness in his footwork of a type I'd not seen there before this afternoon. Well, he was, there we go. 
well, he was almost like an auxiliary midfield player at times, so we weren't yeah. afraid to split to split the centre backs and, and get him uh, probing up the left because it means that uh, you know the, the other team the other team go it, it does it forces the other team backwards. You know, at times we we're, we we make the other team look quite comfortable playing the ball side to side in front of them and find it very hard to, to get to get through. But yeah, I think that's uh, that that looked you know that looked quite interesting the, the way that we did that through players forward, but. We weren't on the front foot enough today, and a draw was a fair result. Draw was a fair result. Yeah, it needs us to win on Wednesday, and it's not going to be easy. I mean, I didn't. I'm just surprised. I haven't. I've only just seen the score. Uh, from uh, Luton, and they fought back well to get a draw, didn't they? After being they did, yeah, two, 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 two up there, and they result. scored two in the last uh, fifteen minutes. Uh, Ian, one feature of City's play since the Reading away game has been the Thomas Callas long throw with the John Beck a la Cambridge style uh, towel to uh, dry the ball. And somebody said, well. People said a couple of things. Surely the pitch wasn't that wet. I know they watered one half particularly, that you needed the towel every time. But more importantly, uh, Ian, it's becoming predictable. It's slowing the game down and it ain't really done much in since the Reading game, has it? No, I, I completely agree. And you, the shame is you could do with Callas in the middle to head the ball. And I'm surprised they didn't use Zach Viner, who can throw it uh, just as far and probably flatter so unless Zach's suffering with his shoulder again, because he got a bad shoulder injury at Aberdeen, Rotherham. and that may right, be yeah. why... No, Aberdeen, uh, where he um, um, where he's he, uh, he might be struggling with that, or he might want to take that out of his game in case he does his shoulder again. So, no, I'm, I'm not overly impressed with it. And I don't think, even with Baker and Atkinson uh, in the side, I don't think we've really got... The physical presence to, to get to get the best out of it, uh, but set pieces generally were not very imaginative and and, and, and were normally not that great. Uh, I mean, I think uh, Matty James had a bit of an off day today, and hopefully he'll have his his passing and free kick head back on by the time we play um, yeah. on uh, Wednesday night. We play Luton. But yeah. just strangely, Luton equalised in the ninety eighth minute today because the referee got injured Oliver Langford we're talking about the referee so they equalised in the 98th minute but they play but they play uh, a 4-2-3-1 and so did Blackburn today so I think um, uh, I I think uh, that that will be 4-5-1 when they're defending so you'll need someone either to play through the back four or uh, yeah. show some power and some width out wide uh, more than ever because they'll, they'll just tie in and congest the midfield with, yeah. with that formation. I'm so just looking at their line. I'm looking at City their... Play... Sorry, go on. I'd, I'd like to see City play more, m- more in their half um, because I don't think we do... When we do that... We, we we do look more like scoring, although I, yeah. we don't look hugely like scoring a lot of times. Yeah, no, I think today was probably the most underwhelming of the home performances that we've uh, seen so far. Um, Mark, statistics: um, we had ten shots today, three on target, fifty-fifty possession, eight corners. Ian has already alluded to the fact that Matty James had an off day, and you could argue to some extent so did uh, Andy King. Ten shots, three on target. Would we be? Will we say we're happy with that? What do you think? 
they weren't really clear cut. They weren't really clear cut chances. They 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 were all from distance, um, because City couldn't open couldn't open up Preston. I think that that was the problem. We still continue to try and play in a, a higher ball through to uh, to Chris Martin to get a flick on, a bit too predictable. We we just lack that ability, like Daniel Johnson, to play the ball between the centre backs. Um, that's that's really what we needed to open them up. We we could get behind them a couple of times at the end. Uh, De Silva was more effective at pring and pushing the ball on. Mackie Wells did similarly on 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 the left side of it. I think we were playing with three up front at the end and, and Semenyo as well. But yeah, the, the, they they were really we, we were really at arm's length. You know, but on on chances, we didn't have any clear cut ones at all. I no. think that's 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 the problem we are facing. The fact we've only scored one goal in three home games, uh, that's the concern right now. We look better away, so we've yeah. really got to start doing something about our uh, about our home form. But yeah. that's 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 become a bit of a, a bit of well, a, goal, monkey you know, a monkey on our it's back. A broken record, it's a broken yeah. record, isn't it? Ian, those statistics <laughs> of today's game: fifty fifty possession. You know, Preston were quite content for us to knock it around a bit as they did. Interesting, Jimbo's put a comment and it's difficult to learn about Preston time wasting when, as I say, we were knocking around ourselves and when Callis's throws on aggregate must have made uh, made a, wasted a further five minutes of our own time. But uh, 10 shots on tar- ten shots in a game, three on target at home, eight corners, you'd expect a few more chances, really, wouldn't you? And getting a better ratio of shots on target when you've had 10 in total. Ian. Yeah, apart from the apart from the long shots, um, I, I don't think we created a chance today. And um, yeah, uh, you know they were all, you know, decent long range efforts. But I, I I would have been quite disappointed if if I was Preston's manager and my keeper had let any of them in. I mean, I think the save from Atkinson was probably the the, the best save out of the lot. Uh, yeah. they, they were all, you know, for a big keeper, they were nice in nice distance off the floor and not right in the corner. So, but I'm just looking. If if you want to um, know what you're up against, I mean, Fulham played the four-two-three-one as well, which seems quite popular. But against Blackpool today, Blackpool won the game one-nil and had one shot on target and thirty percent <laughs> possession. Yeah. So, um, and Fulham had seventeen shots, four on target four corners and th- their manager said he was very disappointed because their tempo was poor. And that's something that I, I noticed I'd say about us in the first half, our tempo was dreadful. Um, and, and by the time we got the ball down, I mean, Preston were jogging back and getting in position. So I, I don't think, um, you know, we've played three home games now with somebody's just pointed out on air, you know, we played three home games and we picked up, two points, which is yeah. poor. And we're not scoring goals at home. So he really does need to sit down with his coaches and his analysts and say, right, how are we going to become more attacking at home? And like I say, if that means winning games 3-2, as opposed to, you know, drawing them or possibly winning 1-0 or possibly losing 1-0, I'll go for the 3-2 option every time because I think it will drive fans away. I mean, if you think about our season ticket holders – We've got 13,500 season ticket holders. Preston brought down 750. That's, what, 14,250. And so there was only about 3,000 pay on a day. day, Yeah. Which, yeah, which which is, 
you know, you can understand why people are saying, well, there's there's two games in a week. Which one? I don't think people will pick which one they want to go to if they're a, a pay on the day type person as opposed to a, a a season ticket holder, which we all know. I mean, they're counted whether they're there or not. Yeah, no, they are. So, no, I, I noticed um, it did look, uh, it did look, um, it did look empty. Uh, just be, uh, 10 minutes before kickoff, you know, people are down on the concourses and what have you. Mark, one of the things that we were saying consistently through the lockdown season was the performance of referees, you know, where they didn't come to our attention very much. So clearly they were doing their job in a non-controversial um, manner. But today's referee, Mr. Robinson, I mean, it was all about him, wasn't it? And some of the stuff that he was giving, I think a couple of times, it, and it worked for both sides, Pushes went unpunished, although we seem to get more awarded against us. But uh, it was a shambolic display from him, wasn't it? Yeah, the ga- this game certainly didn't flow. Uh, there was one terrific pass out of defence by Zach Viner where it, it, it seemed to hit um, <coughs> Andreas Viner. He took it on his shoulder going down yeah, the left right. channel and would have set up a great attack. But for some reason, it was it was deemed a, a, a hand, you know handball. But, yeah, I mean, it's just poor. Preston, I mean, just known for their time-wasting. I mean, right at the end of the game, Vandenberg went down with a head injury and there was no head injury. Always very niggly little pushes in the back. And didn't somebody go down off the pitch and then crawl back on the pitch? Yeah, Yeah, right in the top, right right down by uh, by Section 82, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but with um, with Jay De Silva, where he was, you know, he was was looking to start. They just try and kill the game. Uh, I don't know the name of Preston's manager. The assistant took over, didn't no, he, from Alex Neil? Yeah, yeah Alex Neil at the end last season. Had a great run at the end of the season. It started off very poorly. Then they won a couple of games. Yeah, but yeah Preston just spread into them about being niggly, you know, as you put it, shit-housery. To yeah. try and t- they're, they're spoilers. And I, it would have been even worse if they'd have gone 1-0 up or something like that. Oh, a God, draw, yeah. I mean, they, they, they'd have been happy. They'd have sailed for a draw before the game, whereas we, I, I, I was really... Buzzing and thinking we're actually going to win today, Ian. Just to finish on today's match, the referee from your side. I mean, he was a he was not good, was he? You know, it was all over the place. You know, I, d- I don't. I don't think he. I'd, I've I've seen a lot worse. Uh, I mean, he only booked he only booked <coughs> one player from I from mm. either side. Uh, Preston's manager is a guy called Frankie McAvoy, who's never played pro football. Um, but I like their shape and their passing, particularly in the first half, more than ours. Yeah, there was a few people going down to to do that, but that's up to the referee to manage it. <laughs> Did I do I think he was great? No, um, but I don't think he affected the game any more than the guy um, uh, against Swansea affected the game, or the guy against Blackpool. Mm. I think we're. I think when you start clutching referees and uh, criticising referees and doing a war not, we're all clutching at straws there a little bit. I mean, I am. None of them. I'd, I'd have given them all about seven out of ten for their for their performance. Yeah, um, they didn't give any stupid decisions like you know, perfectly fair tackle gets given as a penalty or something. It's a bloke in the face is given his handball. I mean, we've even had the one where the ball actually went and that worked out in our favour against Palace that time when the ball flew in the back of the net, hit the stand, yeah. and came out, and the referee never gave a goal. So I know that, you know that, that that's um... what I call a bad a bad referee in performance, but I think you're clutching at straws 
uh, blaming the referee today. I oh, I know. I just thought he wasn't. I just thought he wasn't very good. He didn't cost us the game, or uh, or anything. Um, anything. No, I just like thought he didn't allow that the, the game. The game didn't flow flow like flow like some games. I mean, the difference today was. Like with Swansea is we really started off the Swansea game on the front foot. We passed the ball a lot better and we created lots of chances early on. And we, we really built, built a platform where we should have gone on to win the game before we conceded right at the end, near the end of the first half. Today, it was a lot more sluggish. The game seesawed. Neither side had control of the game and a draw was a fair result. Yeah. Um, I think we're, we're, we're from from a from a city perspective, we just look at that record. Twenty sixth of January, I think. What is it? Thirteen home games now, or fourteen? Thirteen. No, it's thirteen. And 13, in front of a crowd, thirteen games. In front no of a wins, crowd, no you wins, have to go no right back to January the twenty twenty, a Barnsley home game. Nicholas Eliasson's eighty eighth minute winner. That was the last no, time the no, fans walked out in happy frame of mind and no wins and, and no own wins for Pearson still that, that you know it's, it's a it's a it's a bit of a poor record is but it, I think well it's, is, is it I mean we're no 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 I mean it's for, for home I'm not I mean in terms of in terms of the performances and the way that these build in the team I'm 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 quite I'm quite happy with the way the team are playing but I think we we were just weren't very creative today that the set pieces were poor from Matt James didn't get the ball over the first defender for for about six or six out of seven of his corners. Uh, the throw-ins were quite predictable. You need to get you know to, to win the first ball. We didn't do that half the time, and and the, the away team were just expecting it. It's mm. just far too predictable. And I think the reason he has a towel is to you know to wipe the sweat off the ball uh, more than anything. You know, any moisture off the ball. Obviously, the pitching can be wet, but there's still was, been some moisture on the ball. And, but it was just it just too, it thing, was just too easy. And the Try other thing on, yeah. is, can we stop? Can we stop doing non-league throw-ins? Um, can we can non-league throw-ins? Non-league throw-ins. You know the sort of throw-ins you get up the downs where you throw the ball down the line and somebody tries to flick it on. Throw the oh. damn thing across the field. Yeah. Throw the damn ball across the field in open play up. You watch any of the decent sides or any of the not so decent sides play. They throw the ball into the middle of the field to a midfield player who can pass it. Not yeah. down the line for a flick on. I mean, God Almighty! Well, that was one of the rationales for not doing the long throws because when you've got midfield players of the type that we've got, you want them on the ball rather than have this predictable trajectory, which you've got probably twenty seconds to set up against anyway, haven't you? Yeah, well, it's okay well, to do it occasionally, but you've got to mix it up because it's yeah. just far too predictable. Mm. Yeah, and the the the, the thing you, you you've got there is is. If you're in the middle of the field and, and you're Matty James and you're looking up, you've, and you should have options in front of you. But a number of times, Preston moved the ball inside and they had midfield players in 10 yards of space. Yes. It's unbelievable. I know. No, I know that. Some, well, something that the analysts and the manager <coughs> have got to say to the players, look, look lads, we've got to stop this. And it, it's when you say you know, you're happy with the way things are going and all the rest of it, being better than last season is just far, far, far too low a bar. And anybody that's happy with that, sorry, I'm not. Um, no. I understand what you mean. But w- with the players that we have available, um, we could be more attacking, set up better and offer uh, more threat. And well, to be honest, by attacking more, we, we can even improve our defensive record. Because at least we got a clean sheet today. That's something. But yeah. at least we can improve our defensive record because we wouldn't be under so much pressure. 
No, no, I think you're right. I mean, let's look forward to the Luton game. And I know you've been uh, uh, pushing on a couple of occasions to say what the lineup should be and what have you. Let's look at this in uh, in detail. Uh, uh, let's look at this in detail now. I mean, Ian, what would your lineup be to start on Wednesday? I don't know why it's a bloody Wednesday. On Wednesday night, what would your starting eleven be? Over to you. Be- because of the way that we've currently been playing, I wouldn't make too many. I wouldn't make a, a, what I'd call a tactical change. My change would be in personnel. So my team would be Bentley, Viner, Callas, Baker, Pring. I'd give Atkinson a, 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 a little rest on the bench. Uh, then from right to left, Semenyo, James, Masengo, O'Dowda. And then Martin and Vyman up front. And then lots of options on the bench to change it bring on a third central defender. Uh, I'd say normally I'd go three at the back because I think that that's getting your three best defenders on the field and then go uh, three, four, one, two with uh, Scott in behind two strikers to do something clever. So that's and later on in the game. There. That's changing the team. Yeah. Well, you, you could do that or you could, you could go to this three, two, three, two, I mentioned where Vyman drops back to just behind the two strikers and, and you play... Naki Wells and Chris Martin up front because mm. they're a good combination and it gives Vyman a little bit more freedom <coughs> to, to make those clever runs. But I think what I want to see on, on Wednesday night is a really attacking formation that, that you look at it and you think, oh, blimey, I, I can see crosses, I can see width, I can see uh, goals in that. And I don't think we'd be any worse defensively for having one less defender on the pitch. Mm. What do you say, Mark? What would what would your what would your lineup be? Um, I I keep a back four, but I stick Cameron Pring uh, in for uh, Nathan Baker. So I'd have Pring, Atkinson, oh. Baker, Viner. Yeah, and I'd have uh, the Silver. Callas? You the lift off Callas there. Hang on, sorry, I mean Callas. I do apologise, Callas. Let me start again. Right, from the left, apologies. Uh, Cameron Pring, Atkinson, Callas, Viner, with yeah. Daniel Bentley in goal, obviously. Yeah. Uh, left midfield, I have De Silva. Uh, I drop for uh, uh, King and put James and Masengo in the centre. Uh, Semenyo uh, on the right, and I play Viman uh, behind uh, Chris Martin. I'm not sure if O'Dowda. I'd like to see O'Dowda, but I don't think if he is he featured. Do for the we? Do we? Yet? Do we really think he's going to make? I mean, the way I don't think and it was right in front of me. And pro, I don't, it, it was right in front of me. But Cameron Pring, his physicality, tight on the touchline, right? You know, O'Dowda is so powder puff, and it was partly due to his powder puff challenge that he got himself injured in the opening game. I really do not see how he can get in a starting lineup ahead of Alex Scott. I know he's a different player, but he offers to me, he offers, he's not offered enough consistently. And when you talk about, you know, we've got a lot of players we have, because the other thing guys, where does, where does Joe Williams fit into this when he becomes fit? And we talk about, what about Psycho, what about Psycho Jano bagged two or three goals and what have you? What about giving Chris Martin a rest and put Louis Britton on for half an hour as the big man. Because Chris Martin, who does look fit, he looks, you know, he looks really on top of his game, Chris Martin. But, you know, is he going to be up to playing, well, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, 
yeah, or or or, or what? You know, what what? So three, two things there, Mark. Come to you first. Joe Williams, where do you fit him in? And the winger problem, Psycho Jenner. Um, yeah, what what do you say to that? I think Williams only fits in if you play a three-five-two because you can't see him replacing Masengo, and you need the creativity of of uh, of, of Matt James. Mm. You could take you could take King out, but I, you can't you can't lose Masengo because he's been fantastic in in the centre. We only need Chris Martin. We say that I think because we're 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 tied to Chris Martin being being at the top because of the way the way that we play. We play the ball high to Chris Martin. So a natural and the only natural replacement in the squad is Louis Britton, but he's not even featured. You know, in 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 the in the, in the squad, he's not featuring match day at all. So you, but you, you know, you see, you could put Wells and Vyman in as long as we play the ball on the ground. Mm. Preston showed that you don't need to pump the ball high to create chances. No, you just need to true. be more more clever in the way that you distribute the ball. <laughs> we own, we're tied to this this thing about Chris Martin because of the way the way that we play. And yeah. Chris Martin works tirelessly to create chances. He created a great one for, for Vyman today. Lots of flick-ons. But yeah. even that was a little bit pre- predictable, the way, way that we play. Yeah. So uh, I'd go with perhaps play four four one one and go on the front foot and place the menu on the right, the silver on the left, and Masengo and James and James in there and play uh, Vyman behind, behind Martin again. But mm-hmm. trying not to play the ball high up to Martin all the time. He's not bad on the floor. He's good at finding pockets of space. And Vyman charging in behind him will, will, will pick, will pick yeah. up the passes. There were a couple of times in the first half where they, the, the, some of the passing was just a little bit too heavy. The final ball was, was too heavy between, between, a, between the two of them. And Masengo was, was guilty yeah. on a couple of occasions yeah. of, of too heavy a pass. But So he almost got there. And that, that was the, uh, the frustrating thing today. Yeah. Ian, um, do you think I'm being harsh on uh, Callum O'Dowder? I mean, when you look at a player who's on fire for the under-23s, which is Psycho Janet, and you say, oh, bring O'Dowder in to the starting lineup against Luton, and he's not played on grass. Well, he's not played a game yet, I don't think. And Jenner, you know, he, he is on fire, apparently, yeah? What 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 do you... Uh... You could... I, I think Sykes is playing very well. Yeah, give him a game on the left wing. If you're going to play 4-4-2. It yeah. makes more sense than playing De Silva there because De Silva is, is tricky, but he's uh, struggles to cross the ball sometimes. He's which is a yeah, bit which is a bit fundamental. Well, hang on, yeah. hang on, hang on. If you if you listen, if he can, if he struggles to cross the goal ball and get assist, the last thing you want to do is play him left wing. I, I could see him as a left wing back. Uh, I could see him as a left full back. Uh, in the same way, I could see Cam Bring playing there. Um, but I think O'Dowda gives you pace. He gives you some height. I disagree with your analysis of how he got injured. He miscontrolled a ball. He should have shot first time, and he took a touch, and, and a lad kicked him. I mean, he can't help being kicked. No. And uh, I think the injury was probably worse than uh, anybody, um, probably worse than, than, than was let on. And, and I'm, I'm a bit surprised to not see either of Williams or O'Dowda in the squad today. Um, so yeah, give Soko Jana a, a go. Put, put Louis, put Louis Britton on the bench. Um, why not? But I'm, I'm saying it, it, it does to a, to a degree. You have to play more attacking players than we're yeah. playing at the moment. Yeah. You, you can't go into a game at home with a, a centre half at left back uh, and a, a left back on the left wing. 
I'm sorry, but you just it, it's just as it's asking not to score goals. And I know we've done that away, but we it's slightly different and we have a lot less of the ball and we've caught teams on the break. And and that yeah. might be we we might have to play that way away and then play differently at home. And the other thing is Preston are a different kettle of fish from Cardiff. Cardiff are, are more long ball, more direct, play a lot of key for more, get the ball high, high and wide, and we picked a team to counter that. And that's great. But Preston are a, a different kettle of fish. And I think looking at Luton's side, I think Luton will be as well. What, a different, different kettle of fish? Yeah. In terms of the way they play the yeah, ball, I think, on the, I think, they play the I ball mean, more play. on the ground and punt the ball long. Yeah, because they've got yeah, some big they, lads they in there, haven't they? Yeah. Well, they seem to be playing they, Cameron they, Jerome they up front now, don't they? I was going to say, is that Cameron Jerome, ex of yeah. Birmingham and Cardiff and Norwich or wherever it was? Well, Card- Norwich he played for. Maybe it was Cardiff as well. Cardiff, um, Norwich, yeah, Sunderland, yeah. Stoke. Yeah, <laughs> David uh, Hay-Water said on here, Pearson doesn't like general backings at the moment as they don't work hard enough out of possession. Um, well, that probably applies to uh, Casey Palmer as well. But I noticed uh, that Backinson made it into the matchday squad today, uh, guys. Any thoughts on that, Ian? Backinson. Well, I, I think Backinson, the mistake that's been made with him is that people see him as a, as a four or a six. So the Masengo or the um, James position, I see him more as an eight or even a 10. And one thing with Backinson, he knows where the back of the net is. Yeah. Um, and and he, when he scores goals, mind, they are crackers. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I like the kid. Um, I, I, I can understand why Pearson thinks he's a bit languid and a bit this and a bit that. But one thing he can do is pass pass the ball forward. And when he gets the ball, he looks to pass the ball forward. He doesn't look to knock it sideways. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he's a good option. I think I'd probably rather have him on the bench than, than Andy King. Um, uh, and uh, I, I think we have got – but we've got a stronger squad. So let's not do what we normally do, which is kill, every, kill 11 blokes by no. Christmas. Let's yeah. – rotate the squad Pearson could make easily make three or four changes to the 11 today and finish up with a stronger more balanced side um, yeah, and and I, I think that that is the way to look at utilizing your squad and you do that before you get a, a, a so, you know you get a raft of injuries and then you absolutely have to do it uh, and I agree what you said earlier on about uh uh, Louis Britton, who, who once again got some goals. Another lad knows where the back of the net is. And I think he would be, in the way that we play, a more natural replacement for Chris Martin. Uh, and I'd at least have him on the bench. But yeah. we've no, got, be- uh, now, that we've, now that we've got players fit, and we've only got two out of the first team squad injured. Um, and, well, one of those I, I wouldn't call first team squad, I'd call him one of the under 23s. Um, so yeah. we've got, yeah. Well, no, I mean uh, Tommy Conway. Oh, sorry, um, Tommy. I know yeah. he's he got a squad number, but what they did this week, they left a lot of those lads like Masengo out because he's under twenty one or under twenty three. He doesn't need to get named in the the twenty five that go to the EFL. So we only sent twenty one. So right. we've got twenty four players in the under twenty threes. Eight of those are out on loan. And one of the ones with first team experience is out on loan in Riley Taylor. We've only got <coughs> one player out 
out on loan from the first team squad. And he's, and that's um, uh, Moore, Taylor Moore, and, and who probably you would think Won't come may back not here come again. back. I don't if, think. No, if, just if, reading, if, listening to Pearson's if, interviews, he's not a fan there, is he? I don't think. <laughs> I think he's made it quite clear. Yeah, if, if there was a but bus, I did notice the loving that was going on between uh, Pearson and uh, Naki Wells. You know, he had his arm round him before he brought him on a sub. Maybe it should have been. 10 minutes earlier than it was but you know we've not talked about Naki he scored four goals in a um in a, in a, in, a, in a, again a second tier match recently but you know he, he does he get a, does he get a run out where do we fit him in or don't we is that well if you play him you got you got to play you got to play him down the center i mean he was sort of playing on the left of a, of a three or just behind the front two today and he, he, I think he did pretty well. You know, he, 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 you know, he created some some crossing chances, forced, forced a couple, he forced a couple of corners at the, at the death, which uh, you know, with some better delivery, one where Atkinson yeah. just couldn't get over the ball and it, it was headed over the bar. You know, worked worked very hard, but I mean, it must be frustrating for him that he's he's not starting games because. Uh, uh, because Pearson prefers Feynman be up behind Martin, and Martin's going to start yeah. start at the top. But like I said, if we don't have to be wedded to, to playing a, a, the high ball to a big a big forward, you can play two smaller players if you play the ball on the ground. You know, it's it's, it's not impossible. Other teams do it, and I, I, I like what Ian said about Tyreek Backington. I remember last season. I think it was against um, Huddersfield. He played some fantastic balls inside, uh, inside the uh, between the full back and the the centre backs. Very good pass of the ball, and his shots against Wickham and uh, and Sheffield Wednesday were, were fantastic. Especially rescuing a point up there. Yeah. I mean, we were playing most of the match with with ten men. You know, smack in the back of the net from about 20, 20 25 yards, both of them. So. I'm, I'm sure he. I'm sure if he was brought in, he, he uh, you know, he, he wouldn't. Um, he wouldn't show, him, show he himself that. Him. But I think no. playing further forward, why not? Yeah. I th- you know, guys, my uh, voice is about to uh, pack in. I'm surprised I've gone. I apologise to people for my uh, spluttering. I did have a negative test, uh, so I did check that out uh, beforehand. Uh, Ian, we're doing a potty. When are we doing one after the Luton game? Did we say we'd do it on Thursday we morning? We said thir- thir- Thursday, didn't we? I think we did. Yeah, so we'll do it. Anybody who's listening, we'll I'll put the uh, link up there, but it'll be uploaded to the Podbeam uh, channel later on Thursday. It's a bit difficult doing it on a on a not after a night uh, game. It starts to get a little bit late. But thanks to everybody that's uh, joined in uh, today. Uh, my high point of the day for me was seeing the score up at Portman Road. It was two Bolton five, and I'm just wondering. If, uh, <laughs> I didn't I know just, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just two Bolton five, and uh, little Lee seems to have won round the Sunderland fans. He got manager of uh, of of the month. They beat Accrington today. I think we'll be playing against him next season. And uh, I wonder how long Paul Cook's got in charge of Ipswich Town. Ian Bark, thank you as always for your contribution. Thanks to everybody who's uh, listened, and uh, we will see you. You will hear us next time you tune into the podcast, be it live or uploaded. So thanks a lot, everybody. Have a good evening. Evening. Cheers. Bye now. Thank you. Stay safe, Bye. everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, 
we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.